Michael Yo's got his own show. Michael Yo's got his own show. If you're looking for a place to go, the only place to go is the Yo Show. The only place to go is the Yo Show. Cypher Sounds, my man. Yo, what's up? Dude, how are you? I'm fantastic. Yeah? Um, are you a, are you a Bible man? A Christian what? man or uh you know what? Okay, that's a great question. Okay. I believe in something. I know you're supposed to ask me questions, but this is how we're no, gonna no, start. No, no, no. I'm gonna this, start with you. I like you this that, because this okay. is not a this is a conversation. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh well, I'm starting the conversation. I I believe in something. Okay. I believe in God, but I got questions. Okay. This question that I'm asking you is not as deep as you're thinking. Okay. Okay. I'm just wondering if you know about the Christian world. Oh, I, I know a lot about it. You're, you know about the songs? Mm, kind of. Some of the songs. Some of the songs. Jesus loves me, this I know. That's right. For the Bible tells Is that Kanye me. West? No. Okay. No, that's Jesus Walks. Okay. How about this one? Mm-hmm. Michael, yo, your boat ashore. Michael, yo. I don't know that one. You don't know Michael, row your boat ashore? No. I've never heard you that song. Ru- you ruined, ruined my 19-minute setup for this joke that... Not- What's up, man? So you need to know your audience. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Cypher, Sounds. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm so excited to have you on because we Thank have you, a man. mutual friend, Orlando Leba. Yes. He's a great comedian and has been propping you up for three, four Same. years. Same, the, the reverse way, same. And he said, you got to meet him. You got to hang out with him. He's a great yeah. dude. And I love that, man, you're doing the comedy thing now. We're at the Comedy Cellar together. Yeah. Um, and first of all, I want to give people background on you. Yeah. A world famous DJ. Yeah. People know you from that. Toured yep. J-Lo, correct? Uh, not toured, but did a lot of did stuff Did a lot of J-Lo. stuff with yeah. J-Lo. Dave Chappelle's DJ on the Dave Chappelle show. Uh, no, I do a lot of stand-up with Dave, but sometimes I fill in fill for in. his DJ. Wait, but what show, wait, Weren't you a DJ for I was a DJ on the Chappelle show. That's what I said. Oh, I missed. Sorry. Oh, yeah. You were a DJ on the I Dave. I was trying Sh- to think of more Christian jokes. Oh, no. Don't stop. Just let's <laughs> let's just stop with all the Christian jokes. All right. I'm not trying to get canceled over here by Christian. Get canceled. This is, this is Michael Yo, your boat ashore. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, was, so I want to go back to the Chappelle show first. Yes. When y'all were shooting that. Yeah. Did it feel special? Very. Very. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, I was part of the, uh, you know, I created the vibe in the room. You know, when Dave this, on the Chappelle show, he comes out, he's on stage, he talks to the audience, and then he introduces a sketch. Yeah, I was in that room, and we were setting the tone to make that room fun because the laughter you hear on the show is literally from that room where we would tape the intros. So when you're watching the show and you hear a laugh track, it's from people watching it on the screen. On the screen. That's right. So so you were kind of like a hype man before the show yeah. to get people going. Right. I would, I would, Dave, love, Dave is a rapper. Dave loves music. Anywhere he goes, he has to have music. So that's why there's always a DJ around Chappelle. So we're shooting the show, second season. Obviously, you know the Rick James sketch, yeah. the famous Rick James Fame. sketch. Bro, we went in, we, we shot at the studio. It was actually on 106 and Park. That's where 106 and Park got its name from. We were in that studio and we did the show. I warm up. Donnell comes out. Dave comes out, warms up the crowd. Then we shoot the show. The last sketch of the day is the Rick James one. And he shouts out Charlie Murphy, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, the place is going bananas. So I was like, wow, this is serious. So we end the show. We shot two a day. We end the show. Somebody in the crowd goes, hey, Dave, 
Can we watch that again? Was that the first time that happened? Yes. First time I've ever seen it happen. He goes, I guess, talks to the director. They go, yeah, we can play it again, but we got to get the next audience. And he's like, just play it one more time. Play it again. Second show comes in, same thing, da-da-da, we shoot it again. Show Somebody in the crowd goes, hey, can we watch that again? But now there's no next audience coming in. He plays it like five times. So like, let's say, let's say 100 people the first show, 100 people the second show, roughly, left that studio with, I'm Rick James, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm Rick James. Bitch. I used to say it on the radio <laughs> six months before it came out on TV. And people are like, why do you keep saying this? I'm like, you'll know. Was the audience saying it right after they saw yes. it? Yes. It was just instant. And walking out, they were saying it. And, and F your couch and all the lines. And like, like we had a little meeting afterwards and Dave was like, man, I, this is, I never had a reaction like this before. We got something, you know what I mean? And then obviously, then it comes out months later. We already knew about it. And then the world caught up, you know what I'm saying? It must be amazing to be in that little little egg right there, and then when it hatched, bro, and you know him before, it's, it's I've crazy. been in so many of those. I'm like Forrest Gump of hip-hop, bro. I've been in all these little rooms where like, oh, this is coming out soon, or this is going to be the thing, and then pfft. Okay, let me ask you, since you've been in so many rooms, what has been the one thing that took off that that you is the coolest experience at all? Because that Dave's story is great. Yeah. But has there been another one that was even bigger than that too? Uh, or bigger? Yeah. The biggest thing I ever been a part of is is Rihanna. That's what people know me for. Like, I broke Rihanna. Now, for people that are not in the industry, what Where is broke? Oh, Where your camera? You? you got your own camera right, right here? there? Yeah. What does broke Rihanna mean? Oh, I'll explain it. It's yes. not sexual. Don't, don't be disgusting. She was 17 at the time. Animals. They're not. No, you're the one to be in disgust. Was it me? They're, yeah, they're not even thinking that. Oh, that they were was, like, they were like ready for education. On you're doing own. a podcast on the stage where we tell very filthy jokes at night. So I'm very clean. I'm a Christian. You, no, no, he's very clean and he's amazing. But I'm on the stage where later tonight I will be saying pee pee jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rihanna, uh, literally an unknown girl from the Bahamas. She gets signed to this production company where her aunt was married to this producer, blah, blah, blah. They, they bring it to America. They start working on an album. I'm known in the, in the New York radio world as I, I play a lot of Caribbean music. So they're like, hey, let's let Cypher hear it because he's always a good ear for like hybrid pop Caribbean stuff. So I come in. I go, wow, this is amazing. She's dope. So I was like, yo, let me, let me start playing because they're like, we got some deals. Um, we got some meetings next week with uh, a bunch of labels. I was like, well, let me start playing it. Get the buzz up a little bit, right? Bro, I start playing it on the radio. And what song? What was it, uh, Ponder Replay. Ponder Replay. That's Ponder her replay. first single. That's Ponder Replay. Right. She was a kid. Yeah, she was 17. 17. When yeah. I met her, I think when we did the video, she was 18. I'm in the video. Really? Pull the video up. Pause. The, no, don't pause this. We got let the stream go. But after this, look at Ponder no, no, Replay. No, no, no. I want to put it in the video. I want to put it in the podcast. Oh, put, pa let's pull it up. We got a screen right there. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah. This was, I didn't know you no, were technologically advanced. Am I calling advanced. your bluff? Are you not in it? Oh no, I'm in it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're I'm about in to it. Pull it up. I, I didn't know you were technologically technologically advanced. Cipher. My well, podcast is just a, a lighter and a can of soup. Well, I mean, didn't Orlando tell you when I do stuff, I do it right? Yeah, he did. He okay, did. we're gonna turn on the TV right here, and then we're gonna we're gonna find so you. So yeah, in this so video. I'm in. I'll, I'll explain it though. So I'm in. So I'm in the uh, 
So, uh, so they give me the record. I start playing it on the radio. She goes to all these different meetings, and there's like a famous story where, um, where she says uh, she went to Def Jam when Jay Z was president. Yeah, and um, they wouldn't let her leave the room until they found the right deal and she would sign with them. So that's like the famous story. The story that doesn't get told is the night before me and Jay Z had an argument about her. And he was like, I don't know, might be just one song. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, she's going to be, I didn't know she was going to be this huge. Yeah, I didn't know she was going to be global superstar. A billionaire now. But, but I didn't know she was going to be big. Yeah. And, um, and I said, no, I'm telling you, Jay, this is why you have me around. My ear is your ear. I'm the A&R. I'm this, I'm that. Uh, you know, I'm a young DJ. I wasn't that young at the time. I'm a young DJ that's here to let you know what's happening. This is going to be it. We had a, a big argument. We always talk about it to this day. And then the next day they sign her. And like, but I was playing it on the radio before she even had it. So you were playing Ponda Replay on the radio before she even got signed. Did Jay-Z hear it when you played it? They, he, I don't know if he heard it, but definitely people from the label heard it. Okay, let, where in the video are you after this? Oh, skip, the ad, skip, yeah, the skip the ad. Skip the ad. Why are you showing the ad? What is this? Well, what okay, was that ad? Go. That looked so interesting. So how far in are you? Like right there. Yeah, right me. there. You opened up the video. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You thought I was lying? Nobody who would think of a beautiful Michael Yo-Yo Boda short joke would lie about being in the real. That's me right that's there. That's him. Directed by um little little X Look now director that. X. Yeah. Now man. now what what did Rihanna do to show her appreciation? She to always you? showed love. Show, yeah. Always showed appreciation. Now, if you want to ask my big mistakes in life, is that what you're asking me? No. But I would like to know some. Yes, I'll, please. I'll, I'll explain. She wanted me to go on tour with her and be her DJ. You didn't say no, dude. Well, because I was on the radio at the time and my focus was on Hot 97. Now, looking back after years of therapy, I had Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted my... You and I wanted my captor. I wanted my captors. I wanted to love my captors. <laughs> Bro, I turned down so many opportunities because I was on the radio at the time. And I, I, my but, but you got to understand, too, for the people out there, 20 years ago, radio was a lot bigger than it was today. It was it like, was in New York, the number it, one market in the country. Number one station in the, in the market. And biggest station. Yeah. So, so what people need to understand, you leaving Hot 97 at that time, where DJs had a lot more power at a that. A lot more power. Like, if you found an artist, you could spread that I, record. I'm giving you the Rihanna story. That's yeah. the biggest one I broke. That's Rick great. Ross, um, I helped a lot with 50. I helped a lot with Sean Paul. Um, and I'm telling you about artists I broke. Also, there's records that I broke, yeah. right? Mob Deep was already established, but no one played Quiet Storm, the song Quiet Storm before me. I broke that record. Mm -hmm. Like, that broke it means you played it first, you got it going, you got the wheels going. Um, so, yeah, so... You know, but I, looking back, I, looking back, I, I love traveling. I love music. I love being on the road. I should have went with her. Mm -hmm. I should have went. It's, it's one of my biggest do you think, regrets. Do you think it would have changed your life? I think so. I think, I think, I think, it, I don't know. I can't be mad because now I do comedy yeah. and I love it. But I think there was an opportunity. There was a, a window that I missed some big opportunities being I mean, side by side with Rihanna. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the thing is, because you know how I know? I gave the job to my friend who's still very close with her. Yeah. And she calls all the time to do. She doesn't perform as much as she used to. And when she performs, she has a huge band and yeah. production. But she still calls him to do a lot of things because I, they got so close on the road.
even though she still shows me love for being the first, he got the everyday experience. So, so is that career-wise your biggest mistake, you feel? Um, not career-wise, personal happiness. Okay, what about career-wise? Career-wise, my biggest mistake, not listening to Dave Chappelle way earlier. And what's way earlier mean? So he, when we used to do the Chappelle show, let's say 01, 02. Okay. When we did the warm-ups, he was like, Sif, you're funny. You should do stand-up. And I was like, you're dumb. Why would I do stand-up? I'm a popular DJ. Then years later, I'm like, I'm going to do stand-up. You know what I mean? So I missed seven years yeah. of stage time. Mind you, with the, the GOAT telling me he thinks I'm good enough to do it. And if you would have capitalized when the Dave Chappelle show was out, Right. More people would have known you for a stand-up at that time. That's right. Too. That's right. But I, shortly after, he quit for yeah, 12 years. That's true. So, but, you know, he is, he's a great friend uh, and a great guy. But besides all the stuff going on in the news about him, he's a great guy. And, and I always feel, because I could have still did both. I could have been on the radio and been doing stand-up. Because that's what I did later on. But I wish I would have did it when he said it. But you know what, man? 20 years ago, 97, they wouldn't have let you do that. They would not have let you do stand-up because you you probably like the night mixer, too. They would. You they were would, all over the radio. I could have did stand-up in New York. In New York, I yeah. couldn't have traveled. But as you couldn't yeah. travel. Yeah. When I, I, I've been in radio all my life. Yeah. And they do not care. Yeah, they don't care at all. No, it's no. the radio. And that's when it was even more competitive with yeah. other radio stations. Yeah, radio. I mean, everything, all this music now that breaks on TikTok, yeah. we had to do that personally, physically. We were TikTok. Can you imagine... Remember when we had to go to the record store, and I'm not a DJ like you, but I'm talking about the effort it took to get a record. Oh, now crazy. people had the money and the money. You, if you wanted to be a DJ back in the day, back in my day, <laughs> now we old type. Back we in old. my day, when we had a Victrola, no, you had to really care. You had to buy records every week. Everything that dropped. Now you're talking about being a DJ, a mixer, right? Okay. A mixer, but even yeah. a music lover. But let's no, just say a music. Lo- let's I was say talking you're a music about lover, consumer. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Every week an album would drop. Yep. Right? So you, if you were really into music, you'd be getting two or three CDs a week. Yeah. Right? But if a DJ, I had to buy records every week. And you have to buy two of the same record because you have to cut it up. Yep. So you have two records. Equipment, DJ, um, uh, you know, turntables, mixers, needles, headphones, record crates, record bags, backup needles, a recorder. You know what I mean? Like, it was crazy so when the whole i don't even know what it's called because i'm a dj but when everything went digital where yeah. you could have the two little yeah. turntables that were digital yeah did you feel i remember a lot of djs i known that they said it felt like they were cheating at that time it was resistance yeah it was a resistance but yeah. then everybody's like well it's a lot easier well there's it's here's what i i i jumped on this early technology is not going backwards no it's not Elon Musk is not like, how do we go back to analog? No, he is going forward. So do you want to get left behind? I don't. So although I do prefer vinyl turntables, it's never going back. I have turntables in my house. I have a huge vinyl collection. Anytime I want to fool around, yeah, I got it in the house. Mm-hmm. But technology to go out, bro, I could DJ right now with a, with a case this yeah. is with a little case has a, a, a controller which is like two turntable things yep. and a mixer built in put my laptop in that case and i'm gone done gone. done I could, it's a wrap i could i could go on a plane and i could take it as carry-on yeah where before i used minimum i had five crates minimum 
So when we got booked out of town, the promoter, whoever booked us, had to pay for two or three flights plus the baggage of five crates. Wow. Yeah, man. And, and when you went back in the early 2000s with the Dave Chappelle show, you didn't take his advice on stand-up. You said it took you seven years after that to jump yeah, in? Yeah. But when you jumped in, was it hard, or did you take some breaks in between? Like, how long have you been doing stand-up then? Okay. Since 07 then? 08. 08. 08. But, but even, okay, so even when Dave Chappelle told me that, I would get it more. I was on MTV for a while. Yeah. People were like, you're funny. Will yeah. Smith, you're funny, bro. You're funny. You're a comedian? I'm like, no, no, I do radio. He's like, yeah, you're funny. Like, shit like that. Yeah. So, I uh, should not say bad words. Yeah, of course you can. No, no, sorry. I apologize. I, I, I cut off the T. I was like, shit. Okay, so people would say I'm funny. So it kept hitting me. Then when I got my own show on the radio, it was on. It was called Cypher Saturdays. Bro, I was tearing it up, mix it. But I was also a radio personality. And everyone would be like, you're funny on the radio. I'm like, what about my mixes? Yeah, 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 fine. But you're funny. I'm like, yeah. okay, this is... Something's calling. The universe is telling me yep. to do this. So I just start. I go, okay, how do I make money with this? So I just started producing a comedy show in New York. And, I was and what like, was I'll, that called? It was called Don't Get Gas. Okay. My, my, that was like my slogan. Cypher, don't get gas. Like, okay. Don't get big headed. Yeah. So I was like always like, stay humble. So I called it. That's what people knew. So I called it the Don't Get Gas comedy series. I got all the funniest comedians. And I got the night. And it was packed. From day one. Oh, yeah, because you're on the radio, too. You can Bro, promote it. It's ridiculous. I never put the comedian's name on a flyer. Yeah. Never once, because I was like, trust me. Yep. You trust me, you're going to have a great time. Every rap, Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, Drake, when he first came out, all these rappers, Trey Songs came to my show, football players, basketball players. I don't know anything about sports, but a lot. one time, uh, who's the Nick that came? John Starks. Yeah. John Stark came. People were like, ask him about the Jordan dunk. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. say what you're saying. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> so I go on stage. I go, what about that Jordan dunk? And everyone goes crazy. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yes. Yeah, so like I just started hosting a night and then um, I wasn't even the host. I just produced it. Yeah, of course. And then eventually I started hosting. Working your way in. And then I started liking it. And then I started like trying to, like I would scribble a joke i'm like i'm gonna try this tonight you know and it would work sometimes it wouldn't work i try again keep going and then and then I, eventually i was like i want to do this for real yeah and then comics were like okay cool this doesn't count because this is your audience from the radio they love you already you got to go to other places come down here Woo, bombing every night bombing but all the comics were like you're gonna be a good comic because you keep coming back that's that's the main thing. You keep coming back. What, what, do you remember that first time you bombed and where was that at? Bro. Uh, Tell me about like, it. Like, it was like the hood rooms. You know, in comedy world, there's comedy clubs, which we're in now, the comedy cellar. And then there's these things called the, like, rooms. It's usually like a bar or like a Caribbean restaurant yeah. or something. They do like a comedy night. Bro, I went to this. <laughs> I went to this, like it was like a Puerto Rican bar in like a Puerto Rican neighborhood in Brooklyn. And I'm Puerto Rican and I'm I'm known on the radio as the Puerto Rican. So uh -huh. I'm like, oh, I'm about to crush. <laughs> the guy puts me on last as like the headliner because I'm like, Because you got the name. You got the name. I didn't know back then I should have went first or second yeah. because I didn't have the experience. So the name gets you a minute of, oh, Cypher, what up? The audience loves it. And then they're like, okay, okay, be funny. And- so the comic before me is doing a whole act in Spanish. 
I don't even speak Spanish. Like, <laughs> he's crushing. I think he did it. Now that I know how comedians are, I think he did it to like destroy me. He was crushing in Spanish. <laughs> so then I go up and the stage is like, is a restaurant and the stage is by the, the front door, but it's like a different front door. It's small stage, right? Yeah, small. It's, it's, it's like, the size of this table. Yeah, it's the size of this table. <laughs> and it's, there's a curtain, but behind the curtain is like the emergency exit. So I'm standing on there and I start doing my thing and I was bombing and it <laughs> so bad i like looked behind me and then i just went out the emergency <laughs> door <laughs> and I, the alarm went off and everything bro i couldn't take it it was so bad how long did you stay up there before you hit the eject button maybe five minutes wow maybe. how long maybe. were you supposed to do 15 oh my gosh oh my gosh bro. Bro, and then it was so bad. And the guy, the guy, the owner comes running out the other door. Hey, what are you doing? I was like, I can't do it. I'm leaving. He's like, I ain't gonna pay you. I was like, please don't please pay don't me. Please don't pay me. <laughs> Wait, Brian, are we already at 20 minutes or 30 minutes? Okay, so we got 10 more minutes. See, we, we keep these things 30. Keep I it mean, tight, baby. Yeah, keep it tight. Uh, but you got some great stories. Now, do you remember the first time? We're at the Comedy Cellar right yeah. here. You remember the first time you performed there and what went through your body? Because this so, is an out-of-body experience, man. Bro, the Comedy Cellar. Like, as I got more into comedy, I realized how famous the Comedy Cellar was. Oh, yeah. And I was doing, like, these urban rooms because, you know, I was on hip-hop radio. But I was like, I don't, I don't want to just do this. I want to do it, but not just this. I want to do my favorite comics are, like, you know, like old white guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I love comedy all different kinds. So I was like, how do I go to those places? So I start figuring it out. Then I Hot 97 it turned into a big mess and I decided to leave. And it was a big decision for me. I left on a Monday. I finally like- How long ago was this? That was in 2015. 2000, I had okay. been there 17 years. Wow, okay. I went to Hot 97 every single day of my life for six days a week, unless I was out of town. Yeah, for like 17 years. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. And because even when I had the morning show, I still did my weekend show. So like I was there yeah. every day. It was home. If you press home on my GPS, it goes to Hot 97. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so um, so then it just the last year was miserable. S 16 years. Great. What made it miserable? New management. New people management. Got bought out. New management is one of them. But it was I the the tugging of comedy. Like comedians would be like, "Hey, come do a weekend with me in Albany," and I was like, "I can't. I'm on the I'm on the radio." Or come to come to mm. Minneapolis, you know. Some Joe Coy used to take me out. Oh, I love him. Joe Coy, um, uh, a couple other guys, Talent, and those guys, mm -hmm. Capone. They'd be like, "Yo, come do Niagara Falls with us." I'm like, "I, I got to do the radio." Yeah. So I then I was starting to feel the struggle. Like I really want to go. Were you married at the time? Did you have kids or anything like that? Married with a kid on the way. Okay. So that's a big decision because you're walking away from set money. Oh, hardcore money. Hardcore yeah. money. And then stand up where, I mean, you got to build to make money. Bro, started from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, even though I could do like these urban clubs, the sellers, like I'm starting from the bottom. Yeah. And luckily my wife, very supportive, was like, and she's like about to give birth in two months. And I was like, I'm going to quit. And she's like, okay. <laughs> but she she's been along for the whole ride. So- I finally, it was a long decision. And I was like, I made the same mistake with Rihanna. Yeah. You and Pitbull. Make, 
Yeah. Pitbull was another one I could have went on the road. Love. Can I tell you about just sidetrack Pitbull? Please. I met I, did, I was a radio DJ in yeah. Miami, Y100. He's met him greatest. when he was selling tapes out of his car. Oh, I put I'm not going to be the first person, but yeah. I was the second person to play him in Miami. Yeah. Like Who's on the, the first? Um DJ Laz. Laz, yeah. Laz, yep. my boy DJ Laz DJ played Laz, the first. Yep. I was second. And then he blew up. And to this day, if I need anything, he's down. Like, to, to he's just day. a good dude. Well, I, he, my mom just went to go see him in Charlotte the other day. I called him on the same phone number. Yep. On same his BlackBerry. Phone. Yep. <laughs> on his BlackBerry. And he, he hooked up my mom. He like, opened up a school here for kids. It's called Slam. So it's, yeah, it's, a, it's it. a school that, like, kids that are talented in sports. Yep. I mean, he's just doing good bro, stuff. He's the, Big shout-outs to Pitbull, man. He's the best, bro. Um, but guys like that, I love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so the comedy was like, people were telling me to go on the road and I was remembering when I didn't go with Rihanna and I didn't go with Pitbull. And I was like, no, this time I'm not going to, I'm not yeah. going to ignore the callings. I'm going to go. So I signed my deal. I have an argument on Monday. Right, 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 right. Yo, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm out. Tuesday, I get the deal, right? I signed the deal. It's like a three month severance. Mm -hmm. Wednesday is literally the weirdest day of my life. I'm at home. My wife's at work, but she's eight months, uh, seven months pregnant. I'm sitting at home with no job. I was like, what did I do? Oh, my gosh. Thursday, Chris Rock's assistant calls me and goes, oh, man, I've been meaning to call you. I'm so sorry. I forgot. Chris got you on audition at the cellar on Friday. Bro, when I tell you the light, oh, yeah. I made the right decision. Right, I don't even care if I don't. Because get even if you were working at Hot Night, you wouldn't have been able to make that audition. No, I couldn't make that. Audition. Oh, you could, it's even like if you were yeah, working there. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Were you during the day or at night? Then at Hot I was Night mornings at that time. Morning, okay. I was morning. Okay. By that time, I was morning. Okay, so I could. I was already doing stand up at night. Yeah. Okay. But not at the cellar. Yeah. Comedy cellar is like you got to audition to get yeah. on. That's what S I'll be. and a big shout outs to Esty and Liz. Esty is there and just watches, bro. So I had asked Chris Month. Chris Rock, Chris Rock months ago, if I said, how do you get an audition? That's all I want to know. Yeah. He says, I can get you one. He's like, that's all I can do. I can get you one. Months passed. I said, he forgot. He don't care. He forgot. That week that I left, it happens to come through. And I was like, I made the right choice. Even if I don't get it, just this call alone is letting me know the universe is safe. And what people don't understand about S. There's so many people. He could have made that phone call when he called her that day, the first time. Yeah. But she has so many people she has Bro, to see. It's also, like everybody's trying to get Also, there. I'm not great friends with Chris Rock. I'm mm -hmm. friendly with him. He hooked me up, but yeah. he didn't have to. Yeah, exactly. So I go in there. I do the audition. Which room were you in? The main one. The main comedy cellar. I'm okay. Google yep, Street. Yep. The first one. Uh, there wasn't rooms like there are now. There's That's four. Right. They didn't it was just, other, yeah, yeah, it was just the McDougal. main room. McDougal. Yep. So I go in there. I kill the audition. The audition's five minutes. Yeah. I see her walk away in three minutes. When she walk, Now I know when she walks away, she, that means in her mind, well, it could mean the other thing. Yeah, the other thing. Yeah. It's either good but, or really yeah, bad. But she walked yeah. away, did my five minutes. I go upstairs. There's like this thing. She says, you pass. You fill out this index card. It's like a whole tradition. Yeah. So I pass. I was so happy. Then the next three times I go at the cellar, I bomb. <laughs> I go, she puts me on after Dave Attell and Godfrey. I'm like, I'm bombing. So I'm back to depressed. Like, what the? So, and that's the weirdest, for people that are not in comedy, that's the weirdest walk 
off a of stage Bro, when you don't do well somewhere. And the other comedians know, you know you didn't do well. You know when women say they do the walk of shame? Yes. And it's like because they had a little fun one night and like three people might see them walk to the car. Yes. Imagine 180 people watching you on your walk of shame. And then followed up by like 20 comedians that will remember that oh moment. Oh my God. So, I, so then finally on my fourth night, I had a great set. And then that start that I consider that the start of my comedy. And what year? That was twenty fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Even though I've been doing it years before that, yeah. I consider twenty fifteen like that moment was like my. You did a true TV show too, right? Yeah. What was that called? That was called Laugh Mob Laugh Tracks. Yeah. So yeah. how'd that come about? And is that coming back? Because I know the no, pandemic kind of killed it. Pandemic ruined it. Well, not even the pandemic. That was a show. Um, where I would host this show, stand-up comedians would tell a joke, and then they would do these Acting reenact yeah. acts. It was yeah. great, man. Really funny. It wasn't my show. I just got hired as a host. Okay. Uh, actually, the lady who ran that show knew me from MTV. She used to be working at MTV. So they tried me out, and they loved it. I did the pilot, and it was great, but there was there was a lot of cooks in the kitchen, you yeah. know, a lot of production companies, and it just got messed up. But then, uh, you know, what, what company bought I think Time Warner bought. Uh, True. Yeah, they bought whatever company True is. Turner. Yeah. It was a whole big deal, and then they almost got rid of everything. Me and two other shows lasted an extra season. Okay. Okay. And then they blew. And everything Practical up. Jokers stayed on. Yeah, forever, they're not going nowhere. Forever. Yeah. And then two other shows. Me and this other show. And then eventually they were like, "It's not working out with your show." Da da da. But it wasn't my fault. But it was. It was a great show. So now, where are you in the stand-up game today? I know you're at the cellar with me this weekend, but now I know we kind of talked about it off-air. You're trying to get into more rooms on your own, not yeah. going with it. Now you're trying to be the main act, and yeah. now you're going through, oh, I'm starting from the beginning and that now. Again, yeah. And how's that for you? And well, how do you? It's tough, man. It's I was tough. lucky because <clears throat> I get to go on, on the road a lot of times with Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, yep. Michelle Wolf. Um, this guy named Mo Ammer. Who's I big love Mo. Mo. He's so Ammer. funny. So yeah. funny. So funny. Um, so like I get to open up for those dudes where like I'm getting pretty good money yeah. for the level that I'm at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, I bring sometimes with some of those guys, I bring the DJ element. Okay. So I DJ and do comedy So at the do same they time. pay you extra for the DJ part? It's a big lump sum. I got But you. they all take care of me. They're all that's great. Good. And I'm not like a, I'm not like a young kid that's like gonna get in trouble on the road. Like yeah. they're all like adults. Or adults, I mean, yeah. Like our green room, everybody's yawning at nine yeah, thirty. Yeah. We ready to go yeah. to bed. I mean, I hang with the young comics, yeah. but sometimes they're like, "Yo, we going out afterwards." I'm like, "I'm the Golden Girls is on right now. I'm yeah. gonna head home. I'm heading home." Now, what is something? Uh, you know, I love Michael Che. I love Michelle. But when you were with Dave, what's the one thing you learned from like? key things you learn from people you've toured with? Like, is there a couple golden nuggets you could share with other comedians uh, or people? Comedy wise with Dave, it's like, do not be afraid to take a day. You, the thing with Dave, you're walking the daytime, you're walking to get coffee. You're walking to get a newspaper, whatever, walk in chilling. Later on that night, your whole conversation is now jokes on stage mm -hmm. with Dave. Yeah. And I'm like, how, did he just take our conversation? Yo, you know what my favorite Biggie song is? Oh, this song, da-da-da-da-da. He goes on stage, he's got five minutes on that Biggie song. It's incredible. But his mind is so used to working like that. But he's, because he has no fear. Mm -hmm. Just say it on stage and your comedy brain will 
kick into overdrive and you'll try to get a joke out of it. And mm -hmm. if you don't, then just go to the jokes you know work. Yeah. So he taught me that. Another thing he taught me was career-wise, he was like, if you want to make it, you got to go down this thing called the long, dark hallway. It's cold. It's scary. Sometimes you see a garbage can fire with somebody. You go, you stop by, you warm up. You don't stay there. Keep moving. So like a lot of people latch on to someone famous and then they just stay with that person. They're always just an underling. Yeah. You know, it's good for a while. For a while. But you got to. Got to get back and in the And you always go, you know, they're going to they're gonna catch up. You go back every once in a while. Michelle Wolf, I love Michelle Wolf. She's, she, was, she was away for a while. <coughs> Excuse me. She's coming back next week. I'm doing five shows with her. And then that's it. Then I don't, I'm not Michelle Wolf's opener. It's just yeah. like when she's around, I work with her. So now headlining, you got to do, you know, 50 minutes to an hour. And I don't have a draw. And like I have the jokes, but I've never put them all together. So you got to like get better. At, yep. Just mm -hmm. because you have... Fifth, uh, five, ten minute sets doesn't make it a cohesive. Well, it doesn't mean it's good together. Together, you got to figure out how to move stuff around. So that's what I've been doing lately, and it's it's super fun. Well, uh, you know what? What'll help is like the Michelle doing five shows with her, because you can be like, I got this twenty locked or this twenty five yeah. locked. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But see, I have the twenty locked, but I take all my jokes and shorten them so they so like they're rapid fire. Yeah, for of that course. 20. But when you do that hour, they stretch out, which yeah. I used to be scared of. Now I love it. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, I said things I never said before. It's a weird job we have, man. It's, it's beautiful, though, job. isn't it? It's beautiful. It's pure. It's pure, man. You're on stage by yourself and on a mic and nothing. Like when I used to DJ, at least I had the music to hide behind. Yeah. So if I wasn't killing it, I could turn the lights down and just play the hits. Yeah. But I could hide behind yes. 50 Cent and, and Biggie and Nas, you know, and Jay-Z. Now it's like. Let me tell you what's beautiful about comedy, stand-up. You're alone. And if it goes well, it's you. If it goes bad, it's you. Mm -hmm. And people come for you. Yeah. So nobody can take that away. Yeah. And that's why, like, Rogan and Chappelle, whether you like them or not, they're uncancelable. Yeah. Because you can cancel all you but. They're gonna fill up arenas, no yeah. matter what. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's just the way. That's just the way it is. In any other profession in Hollywood, or if you're in the entertainment field, you're latched onto a show where other people support the show. Right. So people watch for everybody. But when you're on stand-up, man, yeah. it's a freaking superpower, bro. And the thing is, as you know, Dave was Dave was canceled, you know, 15 years ago, yeah. and you could still find just these little clubs in the middle of nowhere and do a weekend and make some money. Well, you know what I mean? I mean, Dave goes on tour, show sell out in a minute. No, now. So, yeah. But in that 12 oh, years. Oh, yeah. Well, we call, the, we call that the Dave Dark period. Mm -hmm. He was still doing stand-up. Did you go out with him then? No, 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 no. He was like, he was not connected with anybody. Yeah. It was really, I would ask people like, how's Dave? And they're like, I haven't seen him in two years. Wow. It was really, it was really kind of sad when he talks about it. But he'd go to San Francisco. He loves the Bay. Yeah. He'd go to San Francisco and do six shows. Yeah, it's a great comedy town. Two hundred, you know, hundred people, two hundred people, and if they're charging, you know, sixty bucks a person, if you want to see the guy Dave Chappelle, who's not around anymore, it was fun back then. Yeah. You know, you still walk home with. Fifty, sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. You let's say you did that four times a year. 
It's two hundred thousand dollars. That's a and he lives in uh, on a ranch in Ohio. Yeah. There's no expense. But in there's that. some people who support a family and don't make that much. Yeah, of and course. I, and I'm and I'm lowballing it. Yeah. But you know, and now those were the dark days, and then he decided to make his comeback. Yeah. And now he's making millions and millions and millions. And, you don't, you don't pay us a lot. <laughs> well, Cypher, man, I'm glad you're in the comedy game. And you. you're one of the good dudes. Uh, we <laughs> clicked we clicked as soon as we met. Big shout-outs to Orlando Labor. Thank you, man. But I appreciate you popping by, man. Thank you. What, where, what is this? This is the Yo Show. The Yo Show. Michael Yo. Yo. No, no, let's, let's, no. Michael no. Yo. You, you need to learn how to let some jokes go. Is this you know our new I mean? intro? Huh? No, it's not our new intro. <laughs> it's let's a new intro. No, let's definitely not make it a new intro, Brian. You should never suggest something like that, all right? How can people follow you, Cypher Sound? Oh, Where man. can they find you? Uh, simple. At Cypher, it's not simple. My name sucks. At Cypher Sound, C-I-P-H-A. You're going to want to throw a Y in there. Don't do it. You're going to want to throw an E-R in there because that's how it's spelled properly, but I spell it hip-hop style. C-I-P-H-A. Cypher sounds everything. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. And everybody that's watching, make sure you subscribe, uh, watch, share, Share. comment. Comment. We need the comments of the thing. You got to have the comments and the the stars. If you're watching on, uh, what is it, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Apple. Yeah, start it. Start, start, start up, especially this episode. And then watch all the clips uh, we're going to put on my Instagram and all the accounts on that, at Michael Yo. Any, any music producers out there, let's do it. Michael Yo, no, your no. boat ashore. Michael Yo. <sighs> we'll see you next time. This is horrible. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs>